Hola, cariño. Hola, amor. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> well, I don't. I just picked a note out of that. That was it, I think, definitely. I think it was good. Uh, no, I think we. I think there was a harmony in there. Well, we're Listen. a little. We're both a little worse. Worse for wear. Is that the saying? I think you are. Yours is different. Mine. Yes. I. I've been partaking in the marijuanas <gasps> uh, the past oh, few days. My pearls. <laughs> my pearls, uh, which I haven't in a really long time. At least. I used to be, I think, um, pothead would be apt. Yes, uh, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. But since like the ends of last year, I like took a hot break and it's been, yes, it's been a long time since I've consumed the way that I've consumed in the past three days. Sure. My brain feels it. Like oh. I definitely am like, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm not now, but there is like a, the remnants. a, a leftover cloud upon my head that I, um, definitely is there. So, well, we're both cloudy. <laughs> Yours is a, a an alcohol based cloud. Alcohol cloud. Where so yesterday was my dad's 80th birthday. Both of our Happy dads birthday, are 80. 80. Happy birthday, dad. dad! You're never gonna hear this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, sent your dad a text message. He did not respond to me. Well, listen, we were imbibing last <laughs> night, so uh, that's probably why. Um, but you know, he's a popular man. Girl, if you don't think <laughs> people were already. <laughs> Already, I even I like. That. I usually have like a hard and fast rule. Like, let's wait till five p.m. before anything sure. starts to happen. But I was cooking for every. I cooked everything except for the buffalo cauliflower that Matthew uh, made. So I was busy, stressed, and I was like, I need something to take the edge off. So I had a beer. I had a Stone IPA, which is delicious, but it is, damn, it is fucking powerful so i had quite a few stone ipas last night i'm shocked that yeah. you like you went back to your ipa yeah. times so, um, Johnny so am i was was sober for a full year I because sure was. he because he had an incident with <laughs> ipas yeah. that like left him on his ass i was hungover for days like that was back in 2019 pre pandemic times when I had the the IPA incident where I was just like <laughs> I had I think I had like two or three sure and it just knocked me on my ass I had more than that last night and I'm okay I'm <laughs> hydrating I'm a little woozy sure. but yes I it seems I am back on the fucking IPA bandwagon well since we're both feeling gross let's talk about gross zombie ass shit I'm gonna uh, be honest right no. off the bat no this movie no. It was, it's, okay, my choice this week, I was like, we haven't been to Chile in a hot minute, and I found this one, Zombie Dawn, Muerte Ciega, ¿verdad? Sí. From 2011, and I was like, cool, a zombie movie from Chile, that'll be dope, I love, love a zombie. Yeah. And uh, it, it, this was, it didn't live up to- It didn't scratch the itch. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, we're still going to talk about it, but it was the kind <laughs> of movie where, you know- like we both do, we watch the movie twice, once to just kind of enjoy and be in it, and second time to watch notes. And usually on my second watch, I'm like, I'm excited to do this again, to, whichever movie it is. Yeah. 
This one, I was like, oh, God. Okay, here we go. Both times were struggles for me. Uh, I agree. And the first time I watched it was last night after I got back from my dad's birthday in my full stone IPA drunkenness. And I was just like, what is going on right now? There's... Yes, there's a lot of what is going on. So uh, let's um let's talk about it. Let's talk about this zombie Don. How about you give us a little um, uh, synopsis? Great. This is from IMDb. Zombie Don. The military calls upon a group of mercenaries and scientists to assist investigations on a mysterious epidemic on an isolated mining region. Theirs is a terrifying journey of death and betrayal. Okay. Sure. 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 Uh, why not? So, <laughs> Zombie, <laughs> Zombie Don, uh, Muerta Ciega from 2011, uh, directed by Lucio A. Rojas mm. and Cristian Toledo. Lucio A. Rojas we have encountered before mm-hmm. with the the infamous film that we, <laughs> the Voldemort of Uy Que Horror. <laughs> <laughs> fucking trauma. Man. Now, <laughs> did you know when you picked the movie where you were like, oh shit, this is the same director? I saw the name Lucio Arrojas and I was like, este nombre me, me suena. Me too. And then I Googled and I was like, oh, oh boy. Oh shit. Well, yeah. here we go. Here we are. And also written by Alex Hurtado, Lucio Arrojas, and Cristian Toledo. Okay. Fab. So we open by seeing a bunch of people being seemingly evacuated by the military mm-hmm. in like a dilapidated, like fucking raised place. Like there's some, like buildings are down, demolished. It's crazy. It's shootings everywhere, people screaming. There's a small little intertitle on the side of the screen that says Ham- Hamilton B. Yeah. Southern Sector Cerro Negro. So it says that this place is the last civil evacuation point, March 3rd, 2006. Mm-hmm. So we see a soldier, like we kind of are following him around and he's walking through this demolished area and all of a sudden and very like blase about this introduction, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden out of a corner there's some zombies and you're just like, "Oh, sure." It was very unceremonious like de repente aquí están and you're just like oh yeah. okay. and also but you're also just like are they zombies i'm not 100 sure they look like just people walking up and yeah. like the reason you know they're zombies is because they <laughs> <laughs> the sound that the zombies make in this yeah. movie is a howl like it's very moany it's a yeah but it's like Oh, you're just like, is yeah. this a werewolf film? Like, yeah, yeah. It's the sound very design weird. in general for the zombies, it does sound like an aullido of si. like in the distance. And that always signals their arrival. Yeah, you but I mean? it's not like a bunch of them. It's, it's one <laughs> single howl. Just like, <laughs> in the back. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. The sound design is not good. It's not good. No. But then when we see these first few zombies, the military starts shooting them and you're like, oh, okay, I I think I see what it means. Also- The CGI blood. The CGI blood, dude. And it's not only CGI blood, but it's they're like, let's hide CGI blood by also putting CGI dust and debris all over. Yes, from like the shooting. This I as I was watching this, I was like, this would only work if you were specifically going for like a a movie slash video game kind of 
mashup here where it's supposed to look that way. Like right off the first few minutes of the film, you see this and you're just like, oh, shit. Oh, boy. Oh, no. It's tough. Okay. So he's shooting all these zombies, all the CGI blood and dust, and it's very dumb. It's like slow motion (laughs) blood. It's weird. Whatever. It's It's bad. So bad. At first, he has like a handful of like fellow soldiers that are going with him, but then they all get attacked by these zombies. Uh And he's going through this area when all of a sudden he walks into like, walls of a house and we hear a baby crying Mm. he goes into the space and this soldier discovers a man is there and it's a man and his wife and a baby Mm. and he's like what are you doing here you have to evacuate get the fuck out of here this is crazy and the man is holding a gun up to the soldier and being like fuck you motherfucker we're staying here and the wife is like I told you we needed to get the fuck out of here, yeah. and yet here we are. And the man's like, no, este es mi hija, yo me quedo aquí, yo soy de aquí, no, yo me quedo. And the soldier's like, no, dude, we gotta go. They're at a standoff. Now, I, I and- gotta say that I, I always look for like the positive points of a movie, even if I dislike it, which unfortunately I think it's clear we both dislike this movie. Um, yeah. However, this scene did kind of, it made me nervous. It like gave me some anxiety because everybody's screaming at each other. Right. People are pointing guns. And I'm also going to say the husband right here pointing guns at everybody. Yeah. This is the best performance of the film. He was the most convincing in this film right off the top. Uh, and this... like you and you don't see him again. That's it. And that's it. The The soldier that he has to act off of is like. No, pero tenemos que irnos. Eh, Por favor, ¿por qué no? And I'm just like, (laughs) y'all. This is a zombie apocalypse. Come on. Not only that, but like the man has a fucking pistol. Like it's a revolver. And the soldier has a full cannon. And I'm like, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And also, uh, throughout all of this, the baby is screaming. That's what I'm saying. That's like, it just heightens the fucking like baby anxiety because it's it's actually screaming that that child is screaming truly screaming fuck but then we cut to like super fast we hear uh, this howling moaning (laughs) shooting moment where these three people that are at a standoff are like wait hold on what's actually going on and it's like huh two seconds ago you hated each other and now you're like the shift is too confusing it's very confusing because all of a sudden they even like huddle up and get close together and you're like now we're pals yeah I don't understand so the soldier like don't worry I'll, I'll go see what it is and just sh- hold on so the <laughs> soldier goes to check and then again this moaning howl out of the bush comes a zombie and then another <laughs> zombie and then another zombie and he's shooting at these fucking people but the zombies overcome him and that soldier fucking gets it he's out dead goodbye we go back to the man and his wife and baby and he comes out of this little hiding spot they're in to like check things out and the wife is like no 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 freaking out and he's like no i'm gonna check he's you know what's up Uh she leaves the baby behind and follows him you nuts are you nuts? I can't. What an idiot. They go, they see that the, the soldier dies horribly, and then a zombie pops out and grabs the man. And so he gets it too. But then this, this horde of zombies follows the woman over to where the baby is at, and then she fucking gets it. And all of a sudden, we get a shot of the baby sitting in like a car seat, and two hands, whom we don't know who they're attached to, yes. pick up this baby, and take it away. At, when I first saw it, I was like, 
did a zombie just pick up that baby and eat it like a fucking roast chicken? But I don't think that's the case. Just a burrito because it's a baby. Very specific, he very like he she they they picks it up very like you know carefully. So I would like yeah. a zombie probably wouldn't do that. A zombie would grab the head and just <laughs> just chomp, chomp like down this. on it. Yeah, yeah, this is this was held with care. Yes. We see the opening credits and we see our title card, Zombie Dawn, Muerte Ciega. And then the intertitle that says 15 years later. And now we hear a narrator. And throughout this film, we have this narrator voiceover. And this is Coronel Reinoff. 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 <laughs> Reinoff. Yeah, sure. Reinoff. And in this voiceover, <laughs> he says he's been working for the people that unleashed the mayor destrucción del país, mm-hmm. that the pay is different, but the feeling in my soul is the same. While he's saying this, we see that the coronel is on a train with about seven people. Mm. Some of them are soldiers. Some of them are scientists. So we have, of the soldiers, we have Kimura, Charlie, Mondaka and Dag. These are the four soldiers. Mm -hmm. And then we have the scientists, which are a woman, and her name is Dr. Elisa. And then her partner, who is Cornelio, and then El Coronel Reynolds. So that's that's our team. Cornelius, which in the movie they say, like, they call him Cornelio, but in the subtitle it's called Cornelius. And I'm like, guys... (laughs) Okay, another thing about these subtitles is... Oh, yeah. They were crazy. They were nuts. Listen, watching this movie last night, quite a few beers in, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, listening to the words, but I, I had to stop reading the subtitles because I was Taking like, Taking the notes no. was a nightmare. Well, the, for, for me, the subtitles here almost seem to be telling an entirely different story. Absolutely. It was just, the lines were different. Like, yeah. the line was said, the there subtitle was, was different. more stuff in the subtitle. Like there 100%. Was, I was like, this is bonkers. Anyway, yes. so this crew that we meet, these are basically our mercenary team mm-hmm. led by Coronel Reinoff. They're riding this train. Did you notice that this the people were just, like, shaking their bodies? No. And that it... <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it, so... I wish I had. <laughs> Instead of the train actually moving, they were literally, like, the director's like, okay, just bounce up and down like you're in a fucking train. Now I need to watch this movie a third time just to see that. Because everybody is bouncing at a different, like, time speed, and it's hilarious. That's amazing. Oh, man. They arrived at this place, which, and there's a little intertitle that says, the last authorized military train station 20 kilometers from the zone. Okay. So El Colonel continues his narration, his voiceover, and he's like, tragedy changed our country forever. It decimated our population and exiled us from the rest of the world. Pero el culpable quiere pagar sus culpas. The ones responsible, they want to save face, so now they're using us, they're using our services. So this is why they're mercenary, Mm -hmm. I feel. Mm-hmm. They're also referred to as like the corporate team at one point, oh. which makes it seem like, okay, these people were hired specifically f- to do something. Sure. And then he continues, Hamilton wants to heal the wounds it caused. Now they talk about Hamilton like we already know what the fuck that is. No. And like there was that little intertitle at the top, but it's like, 
That's a like Hamilton neighborhood. Ha- like what? What, are yeah. we, what the hell does that even mean? Quién sabe lo que quiere decir Hamilton? But Hamilton is the corporation, apparently, that caused this huge zombie outbreak. Yes. So he continues, we're going into hostile territories under the guise of a scientific investigation, but the people at Hamilton are planning something else. A solution Mm. that's just business for people that don't have a conscience or remorse. Okay. So now El Coronel is explaining that with them, There are two young scientists as part of this mission. One of them is Cornelio, who is the nephew of a regent of Hamilton that still survives in the country. And the woman is Dr. Elisa, and she is a biologist that was drafted by whatever's left of the government to inspect the area that they're going to. Great. And Cornelius is German? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> what did you think? I was like French because the because the name was Hamilton. I was like, uh-huh. is this guy trying to do an American accent? Pero no, 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 no. Oh. Yo creo que vos estás correcto okay. because on his jacket there's a little German flag. Oh wow, I didn't notice. Okay, got it. Because yeah. that, I mean, he's speaking Spanish very well. It's just it has a a very strange accent on top uh, of it. It's it's a bad. German accent over Spanish. But however, I believe <laughs> was was he f- f- like faking this accent, or was that actually the actor is actually German who can and he can speak Spanish? I think he knows German and doesn't do a good job at <laughs> putting <laughs> German accent on. Yeah, on the Spanish. Well, I was convinced. I was like, this sounds funky as hell. It this sounded bad accent. to me. <laughs> it was just it was just jarring. So el coronel gathers up the group and lets them know that the escort that was planned to take them to the Zona de la Frontera has canceled. So they're going alone in the next morning. And Dr. Elisa is like, this area is very hostile. You know, are we going to be cool? We were promised an escort. Mm -hmm. And El Coronel is like, don't worry, you're in good hands with these fucking hoodlums. You are absolutely not because every single person in this crew is an asshole. Totally. Totally. Uh, no. So the the next morning, the group heads out on foot over these train tracks. They arrive at this border zone, and it's Command Post 684. And there's a huge gate there with another group of like military guarding it. And El Coronel in the voiceover says, this is where nobodies are sent, where people of power send these people to disappear. It's a place for regretful soldiers, the abandoned and here no one will miss them. Uh-oh. One of the soldiers from the gate goes into this empty room where Lieutenant Bruchnell is sleeping. The soldier's like, hey, the corporate team is here and this hot lieutenant Ooh. who was so hot oh, yes. was like, all right, I'll, I'm on my way. <laughs> I was like, hello. All right, great, Come, I'll be right get here. Get over here. <laughs> so, so the lieutenant, a lieutenant. Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> the lieutenant goes up and he meets Colonel Rainoff and he's like, Bienvenido al sector 684, el culo del mundo. <laughs> and I, 
<laughs> so many culos in this movie. Lots of culos. <laughs> Lieutenant Bruchnell is he lets them know that the area has been fumigated with Agent Yellow. What which the fuck? Isn't that like fucking? Uh, yeah. Uh, what are you that, trying to say? Um, plutonium or something horrible like that? Like, don't be in this area. Yeah, it's bad. Oh shit. And Doctor Elisa is like, uh, does Do- Agent Yellow do anything to them? I'm assuming the zombies. And mm-hmm. he's like, actually. We don't know. <laughs> the last people to get out of this area were the rescue team with the survivors from the 2006 tragedy. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Elisa is like, what tragedy? And I was like, wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? The lieutenant goes to explain it to her, pero el coronel like cuts him off and is like, it was the only attempt to clear the zone. And I was like, okay, hold on. Uh, what? I, I don't know. And why wouldn't she know about that? That's what I was confused about. Like, was this a secret? Like, it seems clearly she knows what she's being sent in for. Right. Like, to, to study the infected. Pero why wouldn't she know this information? A girl? I think this is just a bad plot hole. I think it's just bad. Oh, it's a or, full... Or maybe it's, we're just it's, dummies it's a, and... No, it's a <laughs> giant fucking hole in the okay. middle of this script right. that we're just like, okay, it's never sure. explained and whatever. I mean, so many things are just left unexplained and you're just like whatever well guess I'll keep going going. so el coronel asked Bruchnell what do you know about this area and Bruchnell is like listen I'm just a doorman whatever's going on 10 meters beyond that gate no es asunto mío okay so they're all set and they're ready to go beyond the gate and Bruchnell is like you have your spot marked on your map. When you return, make sure to yell demarcación. And if you don't, we're going to blow you up, dude. Like anything that comes close to this area gets fucking shot to pieces. So make sure and yell demarcación when you return. The gates are open and the crew goes inside. And then the voiceover pops up again and says, in the zone, there's no law or God to go with us. Okay. Okay. So the team walks through this like arid land and the voiceover is like, this is Hamilton's magic kingdom. They found more than what they were looking for here. Few people know exactly what happened. Y nadie con dos dedos de frente would go where it all, (laughs) where it all began like we did. That phrase, (laughs) nadie con dos dedos de frente, like no one smart enough would go to where they're going is basically what he's saying. But, but that phrase, con dos, di- con dos dedos de frente. I don't get it. What the hell is it? Tampoco. Like this? Like, I mean, you can't see us yeah. all. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> pointing? Like, what is it? No oh, I don't know. That way. I have no yeah. clue. <laughs> so uh, while this voiceover is going on, the crew finds a tree. They take a rest. And again, the voiceover com- comes in and he's like, This is why mercenaries and the monarchs of exploitation understand each other so well. Hacemos cosas increíblemente estúpidas solo por dinero. Now this line, it did speak to me. I was like, okay. And I feel like this, like we're always looking for the thesis statement. This is the thesis statement. This is it. So our science nerds, Dr. Elisa and Cornelio, they're talking quietly to each other and they're like, what do these guys want? Yeah. Like Cornelio and his crazy accent is like, we're here for science and not to play like war, which mm-hmm. is what it seems these guys want to do. We came to investigate and find a solution. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what did they come for? 
they won't let us do our jobs because I guess every time they try to stop to like check things out or pick things up or investigate what's around the area, El Coronel freaks out and gets mad at them and yells at them to keep moving. So they're very suspicious about what's going on with the military crew of this gang. Yes. Now we see two of the soldiers uh, lying on the ground hanging out and this is Dag and Mondaka. And this is where we learn that these people are garbage. <laughs> oh yeah, especially these two. These two, these I just, two I just call them particular. the douchebags. They're horrible. So Mondaka is like, oh my god, I'm so bored, and we <sighs> haven't killed anybody in like forever. What a waste of my time. Give me a cow to kill. I just want to shoot a cow. What? What the? What? And and. Dag is like, oh my God, the colonel totally sucks. I haven't shot, I, I want to shoot a cow. Not only that, but we have to like take care of these two fucking idiots. Ew, gross. And Mondaka, Mondaka out of these two Ooh. is like the literal red flag. Like he's a walking red flag. Yes. And he's just like, oh my God, we haven't killed anybody in two days. If we don't see anybody in like two days, I'm killing literally anybody. Maybe maybe I'll kill these two metaleros, <laughs> which is what they call the two other dudes, yeah, the two, the other, two soldiers. other soldier guys, yeah. which are Kimura and Charlie. They because call they are them like the... roqueros. <laughs> Just because they have long hair Why? and like a fucking goatee, they're like, estos mentaleros, hijo de la puta. So I'm like, Jesus, okay. Now, I must say about this stupid-ass scene between these douchebags, it was one of the first moments where I was like, Oh, I kind of see what's going on here now. Because Mondaka or Dag, I don't know which one, is like, oh, here we are watching these two scientist assholes. And I was like, this is what we're doing here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm kind of following now. Right. Once they're rested, here comes the voiceover again. And he's like, Dr. Elisa's notes are showing like volatile organic residue, fossilized toxins, narcotic effects, and evolution back. <laughs> Evolution back to primal state, to un estado salvaje. And then he says, estado salvaje, mis pelotas. I was like... The voiceover oh, no. tries... The it... way that the voiceover is done, too, is like... <laughs> Las notas de Dr. Elisa dicen toxinas fossilizadas y volver a un estado primal, un estado salvaje. Estado salvaje, mis pelotas. And it's like, <laughs> what is this drama oh you're trying God. to build up, wow. bro? So the thing with the voiceover is it takes itself so, so seriously. So seriously. So much so that when, when I watched this movie, at first I was like, ooh, this is kind of like moody and dark and it seems very, you know, like there's something really heavy Important. going on here. Yeah. yeah. And then you start listening to what he's saying and it's you're just like, oh, this oh. is just bad and stupid. Bad. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> bad and stupid is correct. And boring. Boring. Dude. It's boring. So boring. So this team, they're walking through all this area and they come across una casa de campo. And they are like searching around. There's like a chicken coop and whatever. And Charlie, which is one of the metaleros, goes into the house. And inside, there's a señora sitting on the couch just holding up a shotgun. And she's like, mira, hijo de la puta, si entra en mi fucking casa, te fucking mato, brother. Best and part like, of the movie so far. I mean, she's Come that on. little old lady. <laughs> Entonces, from the outside, the coronel is like... 
señora, por favor, put your fucking gun down. And she's like, coman mierda, nadie me manda a mí, I'm a fuck you up. And the coronel tells Dag to go inside. And blam, that bitch shoots that motherfucker in the shoulder as hey, he's nice going job. into her house. Yeah, girl, it's your house. You have the right to shoot. Yeah. Entonces, the coronel and Mondaka go in full machine guns to this old lady's face, like just ready to attack and Mondaka gets all high and mighty and is like mira coronel you know the rules and he keeps saying this over and over like you know the rules mm. and the coronel is like yeah dude I know the rules but you have to follow my orders check on Dag and let's get the fuck out of here and Dag is fine the bullet went through his shoulder he's totally chill and Dr. Elisa comes in to like bandage him up and the coronel <laughs> turns to the senora is like y que esta haciendo aquí <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you still doing here? Are you alone? And then Mondaka goes to like the neighboring room and pulls out this like young little girl that's there. Yeah, and he's like, like Mondaka is Calm a fucking down. mess of a person. Ugh, the most irritating. Entonces el coronel to the señora is like, ¿Quién es esta persona? Who is this? And she's like, Mi nieta. Her little voice was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, what are you still doing here? And she's like, we live here. It's our house. This is good. <laughs> and the coronel asks Cornelio, he's like, what do you think about this? And he's like, this, in, in that weird accent que yo no sé hacer, he's like, this seems weird. This area is like really filled with infected. How are they eating? Like, what are they must be eating from somewhere. Uh-huh. And the coronel goes to Dr. Elisa, what do you think? And she says, yeah, I agree with Cornelio. <laughs> and then the coronel is like, great, then let's go. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? Oh, no. No, no, no. And Dr. Elisa is like, no, we can't. We can't leave these people in this area. Mm-hmm. And the coronel is like, mira, put your sensitive heart aside and let's go. <sighs> and they grab Dag and they walk out of this house, leaving behind the girl and the señora. Pero oh, boy. Mondaka stays behind and he beats the living shit out of the senora with oh, I think the butt he kills of her. his rifle. Oh, he absolutely kills her yeah. with the butt of his rifle. The poor little girl is like sobbing openly. Like, I'm really glad we didn't see it. Oh, and thank God. All you see is him smashing his gun into something, but you don't really see her getting hit, which I'm grateful for. But I was like, this is fucked, bro. It, that, it's unnecessary. And listen, like with trauma... I know that when when we did our trivia and we kind of learned more about like maybe where Rojas was coming from with all that sure. insane violence in that movie, you know, we found reason behind it for a little bit of reason. Right. But in this one, I think this is his first film. And I'm just like, leaving the people alone is bad enough. Right. You bashing her head in, we don't need this. Like, I get it. They're bad. You know, we he's got trying it. to he's trying definitely to prove that Mondaka is like a garbage person. Yeah. And always in zombie movies, there's got to be like the point of like humans are the monsters, like yes. no matter what's going on, which is clearly <laughs> the, what they're trying to say here, you know. Right. So. But like. Dang, bro, you gotta fucking fuck up una señora así. No me gusta. Same. Anyways, Dr. Elisa, she's upset, and Cornelio is like, mira, let me comfort you. 
<laughs> and then the voiceover comes in again and it says, La verdad is that no one sympathizes with these two culo de monjas. <laughs> is that what it was? Culo de monja? I think it's culo de monjas. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I also have never heard that before. Wow, so okay. The, no one sympathizes with these two culo, culo de monjas. <laughs> We're all men. And then, okay, this oh. this line is crazy. The idea of pulling down someone's pants and not finding a vagina would discourage anyone. What? 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 This is literally this voiceover is being said over like Cor- Cornelius putting his arm around uh, Doctora Elisa, just like comforting her. But what? What does this? If you, I wish I could have taken a snapshot of my face when I heard this line because it was just pure confusion. What does this mean? Like we're not getting laid? I, girl, oh. I don't know. I did oh. not. I was like, this is insane. This is oh. insane. Oh, wow. <sighs> anyway, But it was so hilarious. I was like, it, that is a shit, shit line right there. Uh, it, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, let's go. They continue on their way, and Cornelio <sighs> sees something on the ground, and he like breaks off from the group to go like investigate further. And we hear again one of those moans slash howls, <sighs> and suddenly Cornelio is being chased, and um, <laughs> he's screaming, "Doctora Elsa, Mandaco, Mandaco!" Yeah. The way he's Alessa. saying it, it's and weird. His, like, accent, I yeah, it's I weird. Was, it was laughing, <laughs> so he's like being chased. It's also very uh, Evil Dead point of view, like something mm-hmm. is chasing him. It's shaky camera, and he's going through a tunnel into the other side. And meanwhile, the coronel is like, "Adonde está el fucking Cornelio?" He sends Dag and Kimura to go look for him. They go through the same tunnel that we just went through, and on the other side, they find a zombie like sucking Cornelio dry. Okay. Like the sound. <laughs> you cannot tell me that those sounds didn't f- didn't. They sounded like wet farts it sounded like somebody having a terrible time in the bathroom like squishy fucking farts what was happening i had to rewind i thought are we serious right now with this sound with this choice of sound effect like this man is getting eaten by a zombie and it sounds like somebody has diarrhea it was so bad Oh, my God. Oh, I don't get it. I don't oh get it. God. I don't get it. So, uh, Kimura and Dag go through. <laughs> they see this zombie having diarrhea on top I'm so, of I'm, I'm so sorry. I have to just, in my notes, I wrote, he, he died of fart bites. He died of <laughs> fart bites. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, he, he did. So, uh, <laughs> Dag and Kimura shoot at the zombie, and the zombie, like, runs away. So, Cornelio is, like, now fucking dead. And there's a little moment here, another time that I was confused, where the metaleros are together. It's uh, Kimura and Charlie. Kimura is explaining to Charlie, like, yeah, Dag and I got there, and, like, this man was sucking on his neck and like he seemed like he didn't know what that was. I wrote the exact same thing down. What the fuck is this? Like they don't know about the infected? Look, okay. 
the only thing I can think of is maybe like if we go back to the beginning of 2006 when everybody's getting evacuated and everything like that, maybe they got that area under control and oh. sealed off. And then, but that doesn't make sense because in the voiceover at the beginning, fucking Coronel is like Hamilton Corporation, like it decimated our population, yeah. it did all this stuff. So you'd think that maybe it was a countrywide. It wasn't moment. just this zone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the idea we're getting here, you're right, is that it seems these soldiers are being sent into this place and they don't even know. But right, that is that right. is unclear. And that is the fault of the movie. Like, that's just unclear. Yeah. You don't know if they know or not. And it would be vital to the information of this film if they did know or not. Like, that would be... It would be more interesting. Absolutely. If it was like, hey, there was a, a zombie outbreak, but it was contained and it was secret. Specifically knowing these soldiers are coming in not knowing that they're about to deal with zombies. Awesome premise. Yeah. But that's not what is presented here, I don't think. Not at all. So now we see them like going through a mountain range and crossing a stream and climbing some rocks. And as they're traversing through like the land, they get shot at by someone. And Mondaka and Dag, being the bloodthirsty fucking assholes that they are, they're like, oh, fuck. And they run towards where the shots come from. The coronel is like, oh, my God, what are they doing? These fucking idiots. They're literally running into an ambush to quote Star Wars. It's a trap. And like <laughs> El Coronel sends Kimura and Charlie, los metaleros, to search the bosque for like where the shots are coming from. Uh-huh. Okay. And then this part got confusing because we eventually see the militia or the people that are shooting at our team. Yeah. And there's like a shootout between Dag and Mondaka, but like everybody's kind of wearing military clothes. Again, you guys, can we differentiate yeah. who is the enemy and who is not? Like, I yeah. don't. I had no idea. Put, put I had like, no idea. Like a mask on them or I don't like, like a, a uh, different color. Something. Make them blue you know? and you are green. Like just something. Please. They're shooting. There's a shootout between Mondaka and, and Dag and Dag. Dag gets shot right in the fucking neck. Los metaleros at this time encounter the enemy on like the other side of things and then they shoot them down and they're like, bro, no one told us there would be armed people in this area. Hmm. And they're like, there's probably going to be more. So we got to go tell the coronel. Over with Dag and Mondaka, Dag is fully like, I actually didn't mind this like shot of the neck. No, you it was good. see like the blood popping out was good. Yeah. So Dag is dead and Mondaka freaks the fuck out. La concha tu madre, hijo de puta, te mato, los voy a matar a todos. (laughs) I laughed so hard because the moment right before he starts yelling, he's really close to Dag's face and like being like... In? (laughs) He's like, amigo, soldado, amigo. And then cut to a wide shot and he is still just as close to this man's face and he's like... Belting <laughs> into this this actor's ear. My ears are ringing, man. Bro. Could you move your face back, please? Can you Damn. act up above Just, me, dude? Yeah. Like, Fuck. I'm gonna, I can't hear for days. <laughs> so after fully deafening poor Dag, 
fucking Mondaka <laughs> runs into this open area and he seems to get shot at and he falls somehow. I don't know. <sighs> Pero se cae. The coronel sees the enemy approaching him about to kill Mondaka, but he shoots this fucking person. Mondaka, still alive, gets up and follows el coronel. So the coronel and Mondaka meet back up with Charlie and Kimura, los, met los metaleros, y la doctora Elisa. And as they're chasing down two of the enemy people, a man and a woman, they overpower these two people. And they're like, okay, it's cool. It's cool. Put your guns down. Like, you got to trust us. Mm -hmm. Listen, we know what we're doing. Put your gun down. As the man goes to put his gun down, Mondaka shoots him in the fucking gut or chest, who knows, but shoots him hardcore. And the woman who's with this man is like, what the fuck, bro? And like is holding him, who knows what relationship they had. But then El Coronel is like, all right, well, we're taking her as a prisoner then. <sighs> now Dr. Elisa is sitting with Kimura, which is one of the metaleros. And this is where they're trying to like shove in romance, it seems. Oh, yeah. Kimura from the get-go is into this doctor. Yeah, he's like, hey girl, what's up? <laughs> so uh, he comes over to sit by her and he's like, sorry about Cornelio, what are you going to do now Like that you're alone? And she's like, we should leave. Like the coronel doesn't want us to. I don't know why, but we should get the fuck out of here, mm -hmm. which sends signs <laughs> into, into, the, into the atmosphere. So the team keeps walking and they notice that there's barbed wire. So they give us all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, we are both. Just messes today. <laughs> Just, <laughs> there, I can't. The words don't come into my mouth. It is the uh, least verbose I've ever been. I'm. I love every second of it. Though, can I just say one thing about Kimura here? Is that. Mm -hmm. Out of the four soldados, not the colonel, because, you know, he's like the higher up, whatever, but the four soldados, Kimura and Charlie, the metaleros, seem to be the more kind of like chill guys, I'd say, like yeah, nicer. Yeah, yeah. But at this point, Kimura, he literally says like, I wouldn't care if these people died, these died, these people died. And it's like, oh, God, like no, none of these people are likable. No. Like, they're, none of them, they're, they're not redeemable characters. You know what not I mean? Not at all. Not at all. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> Send signs into the atmosphere. <laughs> so the team keeps walking and they notice that there's barbed wire all of a sudden. So that means that they can't be very far from where they're supposed to be going. And then all of a sudden, de repente viene el moaning howl again. Ooh, and out of the bush. <laughs> Is this a werewolf movie? I mean, it's genuinely a werewolf howl. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I could not get over it. Uh, out of the bush, two zombies pop out and they go to attack the team, but then they shoot them down and everything. And then, okay. What? Behind another little bush, there's a girl and she's crouching. She's wearing, it looks like, remember in The Little Mermaid when she yes. first arrives on land? I know exactly and what she you're talking gets, about. It's like a she gets rag a sail. sheet. Yeah. yeah. And she wraps it around her. This is what this girl is wearing, but she's crouching down. She seems like, like a feral woman. Feral? She's feral? Feral. feral. Uh -huh. She does seem very feral. In the credits, they call her Wild Woman. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. 
they capture her. Like they, they're like, what do we do with this random woman? And then Coronel is like, okay, capture her. And one of the other dudes is like, we can't keep taking people prisoner. And he's like, no, shut up. We're taking her. This one we're taking. What's with the interest? He's very Colonel. adamant about mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And as they're walking with her, she walks like monkey walk. Yeah, she's like very like hoppy and hunched over. Like, like you know, the way that humans would yeah. walk like if they were imitating a monkey, that's how she walks. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. okay. Literally, they find this woman and the next scene, they've arrived at the old central offices of mining investigation of Cerro Negro property of Hamilton Corps. And it's a huge, giant mansion. The team goes inside and the voiceover again shows up and he says, that young girl in the rags hides something that's worth more than everyone's life here. She was a rumor. She was a myth. Too good to not risk a few dollars to verify. Inside her exists something that I'd rather not imagine. Okay. Okay. So it seems as though El Coronel has ulterior motives is what we're starting to gather. So they tie up the prisoner woman that from the other team that tried to attack them and then they secure the young girl. I'm going to call her Rag Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Call her Ariel, the little mermaid. I'm going to call her fucking rag girl and um <laughs> so they tie up the prisoner secure uh, rag girl and doctor lisa uh, is like what are you gonna do with the girl and the coronel is like she's our prisoner he says she's different from the rest okay another moment i was like what's happening yes she's different from the rest didn't you notice she looked up straight into our eyes okay and <laughs> And Dr. Elisa's like, yeah, and she doesn't show symptoms of the infection. Okay. What? Wait, why would you even assume that she's infected? Like, why? Why? I don't understand. And no, I didn't notice her looking up into your eyes. No, because her hair was fully- Is in her face. She's got ring hair. She's fully monkey sized because she's like crouched down fucking- (laughs) None of this was observed, sir. Uh, Not at all. (laughs) But so Dr. Elisa's like- she doesn't show symptoms of the infection, but it could have developed in another form. And then the coronel gets all pissed off and he's like, you take care of your shit and I'll take care of mine. Yeah, but what are you talking about? What, what? does her looking in your eyes have anything to do with anything? I have no uh, clue. Kimura and Dr. Elisa, they go into a room to look for any documents or instruments, but there's nothing there. Everything's been cleared out. And she goes back to the coronel and she's like, what is going on in this building? Well, like, what is the point of it? There's nothing here. There's no equipment. There's no samples, no archives. And the coronel is like, great, then we'll leave. What is going on here? I'm so glad that she went up to talk to him to be like, what are we doing here? What am I doing here? Because I was like, yes, what are we doing right now? <laughs> what She doesn't even know. What, and I get it. It's a secret operation. Like, got right. it. Okay. Pero but it turns we... out the only person that knows what the secret is, is El Coronel. And he literally at one point earlier is like, let's stay here overnight so the doctor can do her work. And even the doctor is like, what, what work? work? What work? What are we what doing? What work? I'll just I'll just go to bed. I have no fucking clue. Seriously. 
So <laughs> Doctor Elisa's like, no, listen, I came here on a mission. I'm not gonna leave without doing it, even if I don't have anything to do it with. And the coronel is like, I was hired to bring you here safely, and if you don't finish your job here, then we'll leave. And she's like, okay, well then I'll examine the girl. Mm-hmm. The colonel's like, that's not your job, and it's like, okay. Somebody just tell me what my job is. <laughs> just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. And she says, I'm going to do my job. Listen, they said job so many fucking times. <laughs> I'm going to do my job. You can do your job. And so I'm saying I'm going to examine this girl. You can suck it. So Bye. She goes to examine the girl. She comes back and tells the coronel, mira, that girl has the largest infection contagion that I have ever seen like she is fully a focal point of this infection but her blood is clean which basically means she's a carrier of the infection but that's Mm -hmm. why she doesn't have any symptoms asymptomatic as we all know now know correct yes can we also just talk briefly about how earlier on Kimura told us for four like maybe two seconds oh the zombies are blind did you catch that? <laughs> okay, please tell me where you heard that because there was a, a part later on, I think in, in soon enough, they said something about ella no es ciega or ella es ciega. Oh, I didn't catch that one, pero okay. there's a conversation. You tell me, you tell the me. The one that I, I think it was before oh God, when the doctor... Movie. Talks to the colonel about like how the lady has high level, the sorry, rag girl has high levels of the virus in her, but she is asymptomatic. Yeah, there is a quick scene where Elisa had a conversation with Kimura where they're talking about like why is there still vidrio in the, why is there still glass in the windows and stuff, and Kimura says because the zombies are blind. Unless it was lost in translation in the subtitles or something, but I'm pretty sure he fought because it's called Muerte eh, Ciega. Oh my god, dude! Oh my (laughs) god! Oh my god! Okay, so but that is the for me that was the only mention of this. Yes, well the the second time is Uh mentioned is right now when she's telling the doctor like, listen, she's a carrier, so we have to follow protocol, and he's like, you don't know if she is for sure or not, and she either says like, whether she's blind or not, I'm pretty sure. That she's infected, she's a carrier. Okay. So that's the. But I um. Yo no entendí. I did not catch dijo that. Eso, like something about her being blind. I was like, what does that? Why? What does that have to do? And that's why when he says she looked straight into at my, us, into our eyes, clearly she wouldn't have if she were blind. I think this is just. Or I think she is blind, and you know how when you're blind, you kind of can look at things, and you don't. So maybe. Yeah. Uh, or she is not blind and she doesn't have that <laughs> symptom of this zombie thing, even though she's I think, a carrier. I think she uh, is blind, but has no symptoms. So that's why they're like, uh, oh, God, whatever. Vale fucking verga. verga. Entonces, she's like, listen, I don't I know I may not have equipment, but I'm pretty fucking sure that this bitch is like a full blown infectious disease in a body and we mm-hmm. have to follow protocol and the coronel is like eat a dick 
fuck you. We're taking the girl with us tomorrow morning when we leave. That's final. And the voice, the voiceover comes in and he's like, the doctor has no idea why I wanted the girl. But, of course, it wasn't for anything good. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So, la doctora goes into the room with Kimura, and he's like, why are you worried? And she's like, yo, this girl is a carrier. She is more dangerous than any of these fucking people out there howling and moaning in the middle of the night. The protocol is you have to kill this girl. You have to kill her. And the colonel knows, but he wants to take her with him when we leave tomorrow. And if he does, we're all fucking dead. Mm -hmm. And Kimura's like, all right, I'll kill her in the morning quietly. And (laughs) la doctora's like, muchisimas gracias. (laughs) I I wrote the same thing. This talk is way too chill. They're like, would you kill her in the morning? Yeah, I'll kill her in the morning. Okay, cool. I'm going to go get some rest. I'm tired. Me voy a cortar. Estoy estoy cansada. Everybody's it's chill as can be right now. So, like, the most casual conversation. (sighs) It's the next morning. Okay, guys. Oh, God. I'm going to go ahead and say (sighs) trigger warning right now. I'm not going to fully dive into it, but we're about to enter a sexual assault situation, just so everybody knows. So it's the next morning and Mondaka, who's on guard duty, abandons his post, goes in the house and leaves the door wide open, fucking prick. And he goes into the room where the prisoner is in, not the rat girl, the prisoner. Mm-hmm. She's sleeping calmly in this room. He goes in and there's a horrible rape scene. Bye. This was the moment that it clicked for me. I was like, Oh, Oh, Lucio A. Rojas. You Mm -hmm. mean the director of Trauma. All it took was this horrible scene for me to to just click right in. That's the guy. All right. I remember. And while while that scene is happening, we get a quick growling evil dead POV shot in like the bush area around the house and we hear the howling and it seems like the zombies are approaching Mm -hmm. and in another room we get like the complete opposite of what's going on with the prisoner which is Kimura is in the same room that la doctora is in and she's sleeping but he's guarding her and he like they try to show like oh this is what a nice man does he doesn't rape and he goes up to la doctora and he like bends down and maybe thinks about kissing her but then he's like no i'm gonna buy back off okay okay outside the zombies are howling and surrounding the house and mondaka runs now finished with his disgustingness he runs over to the coronel and he's like okay take up your arms go with charlie and kimura to defend the left wing of the house because that's where we're gonna get hold up leave the doctor fuck her i don't care about her and i'll take care of the girl and by the girl rag girl Charlie, he went into the room after Mondaka leaves and saw Mm. that he raped this prisoner, runs into Kimura and he's like, bro, that guy just did this. What the fuck is going on? I say fuck it and let's get the fuck out of here. Charlie and, has a good head on his shoulders. I was wrong about him. He's he's like a sensible man here. Yeah, and and Kimura's like, you're my guy, you're my dog. Webon, webon, webon. Webon, 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 webon. Take a webon. shot every time these fucking guys say webon. <laughs> you're wasted. <laughs> Kimura's like, I got to do something first 
but I'll meet you out in the back and we'll get the fuck out of here. Now we see the coronel, he's grabbed the rag girl and he looks out of the window and he sees a full horde approaching the house and behind him, Kimura approaches with his gun drawn. And then behind Kimura, viene la doctora bien estupida climbing the stairs too and she makes a noise which makes fucking the coronel turn around and Kimura's like, bro, we gotta kill this girl, mi coronel. And the coronel is like, come mierda, this doctor is filling your head with things. La doctora dice, mira, I know your plan, but you gotta use some common sense, my dude. If you take this girl out of this area, everybody will be at risk. Everyone. So just think about it. If this is really what you want to do, and the coronel is like, mira, no es mi problema. He don't give a hot fuck. I mean, he literally said the line earlier where he was like, we do stupid shit for money. Uh-huh. Hello. So downstairs, Mondaka has caught Charlie trying to leave. And he and the horde is getting louder and louder outside. That howl is just getting so fucking loud. One oh. guy just howling. <laughs> One guy howling. And Charlie is like, bro, we can still escape. Like, I know we're fucked right now, but we yeah. could probably still get out of here. And Mondaka's like, come mierda, you think that I want to run? I'm Nobody betrays me, bitch. Eat a dick, fuck you, and shoots the shit out of fucking Charlie, and then opens the door to let the zombies come in and get him, which now, is fucked. that is fucked. However, those doors are made of pure glass. Those zombies are going to bust right in there. What are you talking Pero, about? No es que son, aren't they blind? Oh, they're totally blind. <laughs> now I'm the idiot. Yeah, they are. You're right. Ugh, what a fu- I'm so now mad at this movie Now we've for figured that. it out. <laughs> I'm so mad at this fucking movie. Okay. Upstairs, we're still on a standoff with Kimura and the coronel and the doctora when all of a sudden the horde has entered the house and they're coming up and we just have to start shooting these fucking zombies. So the coronel and Kimura are shooting, but then he turns around and he fucking shoots la doctora en la cabeza. literally just standing there and he shoots her in the head. blank in the head. And also one of the zombies was holding a garden hoe. Did you see the garden hoe? (laughs) I did not see that. Why do you have that in your hand? Why? Bless him. He said, I need my tools. (laughs) (laughs) So he shoots her in the fucking head and then he grabs the rag girl and pushes past Kimura and fucking gets out of there. And Kimura now alone has to like go through this house. He's looking for Charlie. He can't find Charlie. Charlie has been eaten alive because he- Ooh, that was awful. Even though he got shot, he, the zombies came in and still munched on him Oof. a little bit. Kimura ends up in like a kitchen area and Charlie's nowhere to be found. And then Mondaka comes inside and he says, oh, I thought I heard Charlie's gun go off, but it seems to not be going off anymore. Oh, you dick. Especially after the state that I left him. <sighs> and Kimura's like pissed and is about to shoot him, but turns out he's out of ammo. So hand to hand combat it is. They both like sure. put down their bags or whatever. Okay, and guys. And they start punching each other. Mondaka grabs his knife and stabs Kimura in the gut. When he falls to the ground, he grabs Kimura by his metalero hair pulls his head up, and then slices his throat. This was particularly gruesome because, like, the sound they used here, I was like, oh, this actually works. Yeah, it's very uh, sloppy. like Very very, sloppy. mm -hmm. I couldn't believe this, though. Like, you're going to tell me, you're not going to give us one moment of satisfaction in this movie where, like, at least let Kimura kill Mondaka. Are you kidding me? Give us that. I was going to say, like, it's He's brutally murdered by him. Yeah, yeah. 
he even says, how does it feel to lose a friend? And then spits on fucking Kimura. Uh, like, fuck you, no, dude. Demasiado. Yeah. No, demasiado. Outside, El Coronel is running with the fucking rag girl over his shoulder, and he is shooting at these zombies. In the house, Mondaka from upstairs sees El Coronel running away, and he's like, you traitor, hijo la gran puta, la concha de tu madre, whatever. Come back here, and he starts shooting at El Coronel, but the Coronel shoots back and blam right nice in the lip literally shoots his lip right off like you see it flop and busted open mm, Oof. disgusting that was cool yeah and then de repente here comes the horde into the room including this big guy zombie that actually chased Kimura earlier he that was I was scary. like ooh this yeah. guy's scary he's scary so the big zo- big guy zombie comes in smashes Mondaka's head against the wall and then Mondaka is engulfed by the horde and i was like this is i wanted no i didn't this is the worst why did he die like this i wanted somebody that was alive that was real to To kill kill him him in like a good real way i didn't like that this is how it went sure so el coronel has left everybody behind and everybody's dead anyways so now we hear his voiceover again saying pobres they're disposable people with delusions of grandeur in a world where they don't even exist okay what He arrives back at the gate and the voiceover says, this is my ticket to retirement. I'll cash everyone's check and that's it, at least for me. And so now officially we know his plan all along was to find this girl who is the center of this madness, who is the infectious ground zero, maybe, Mm -hmm. and deliver her to the government. Mm -hmm. Probably deliver her to Hamilton. Because I'm not quite sure who actually hired. I don't remember. Who cares? (laughs) He gets to the area where the gate is, and he yells, Demarcación! to the soldiers at the gate. In his little room, El Lieutenant Bruchnell talks to the headquarters, and he's- handsome. Very handsome, and he- (laughs) He lets headquarters know that there was one survivor and the girl. Hmm. So the girl has been known mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And headquarters headquarters replies, okay, apply defense measures and protect the sample. So Bruchnell gets on the loudspeaker and tells Coronel, we're going to grab the girl for disinfecting first, okay? And then we're going to come back and we're going to grab you, all right? Okay? Sure, whatever you say. So the colonel hands over the girl to the soldiers and they go and they take her behind the gate. They close the gate doors. Lieutenant Bruchnell then tells his officers, defense measures are back up and anything that happens 10 meters from from here is not our business. It's higher orders. The soldiers hold up their guns. Coronel yells, hijos de puta! And the soldiers <laughs> shoot and kill the coronel as the voiceover says, this is why the mercenaries and monarchs of exploitation understand each other so well. Hacemos cosas increíblemente estúpidas solo por dinero. Thesis statement. The little girl gets thrown in a closet somewhere and then randomly like a general walks in. Like this man we've never seen before walks in and he's like, Felicidades, Lutente, Teniente, not Lutente. (laughs) (laughs) Felicidades, Teniente. The mission was a success. Way to go. Your time's finally up, ran off. Maldito desgraciado. 
lado. And then el teniente radios the headquarters. Sector 684. Se cierra la frontera. Fin de la película. Listen, uh. I gotta give you a fucking slow clap here. <laughs> I mean, it's not that slow. But to get through that, oh, you did it, though. Now, okay. Thanks. So, Rag Girl is the baby. Is this what we're thinking? So, in the credits, as when they go down, they say, wild girl, and then they say, wild girl, baby. So... Whoever grabbed the baby whenever in 2006 and had her like mm-hmm. uh, uh, protected her, I guess, during that time or whatever, or something happened where she grew up feral in this like land of zombies. Why would she be all like jorobada though? Why would she like that doesn't make sense? Like, why would she look like that? I think it's because she lived in this, uh, this is all speculation, but because <laughs> she lived in this like land of zombies infected people that probably she was the only one alive for a Uh while yeah and so you know maybe she had to (laughs) raise herself with a bunch of zombies around her sure Uh, well but uh, we agree rag time a rag time a rag girl (laughs) (laughs) a rag time Rag girl is the baby. Yes, yeah, I, that, that this is that the, is who is it's it supposed was, to be. That was not a fully formed idea, but that's what they're trying to say. Y te voy a decir, like when I first watched it, I was like the colonel being so obsessed with her and like oh la niña y la la niña esta y la esta niña. I was like, it's his daughter. I thought it was oh. gonna be his daughter, and uh-huh. I didn't put two and two together about like the thing about money and like that it was a greed based situation like all of that was very poorly it wasn't fully formed you know it just wasn't well great job let's get into some trivia absolutely okay let's start with in the credits under under the thank yous it says thank you to ex hospital san jose so i looked this up and i found this from facebook the birth of the san jose hospital dates back to the century before it i put this through google translate so you know just <laughs> hold on the year sure. eight the, the year 1841 has been mentioned as a possible start of activities however it seems that it was only in 1872 that it began to function permanently due to a violent smallpox epidemic when it was not yet finished its original name was lazareto de el salvador as recorded in the hospitalization books of the religious sisters of charity who led it in its early years later going to receive the name it currently has in the first years of operation the hospital cared for patients with epidemics of smallpox, typhoid fever, tuberculosis, and other infectious diseases. Only from 1929, it was dedicated to the care of tuberculosis. Okay, great. So uh, (laughs) I I could read more, but I'm not going to. Um, So I think the setting at the end of the movie, I'm pretty sure- I think that's this place. That would make sense. I tried to find pictures of the ex hospital San Jose, and it's like same color scheme as what mm-hmm. we saw in the movie. Pero the one in the movie looks a lot like. I mean, on the inside, pink? it looked run down. It, yeah, it's pinkish. On the inside, it looked kind of run down, but the outside looks pretty nice. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that that is the location. Cool. At some point, this ex hospital was used in this movie, though. So, also on Facebook and Instagram, you can find something called Tour or Tour Ex Hospital San Jose, <gasps> or on Instagram as 
X underscore hospital underscore San underscore Jose <laughs> or Ghost Tour Chile. I knew it! I was where, waiting for it. Hell yeah. So I think these ghost tours might be on hold because of the pandemic. They might be restarting them, but they used to do something called Ruta de la Peste, <gasps> which was a tour, a ghost tour through both the ex Hospital San Jose and the Cementerio General. And it was sponsored by the Ministerio de Salud. So it was like a tour of these two locations at night, very spooky, like what we did in um, in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's the Ministerio de Salud. Aquí, yeah. <laughs> el tuberculosis. Aquí, la neumonía. Aquí, el catarro. <laughs> but I think specifically, Ruta de la Peste means root of the plague. Yeah, that's why, like, so probably all the yeah, horrible about sickness. diseases. Yeah, all these, yeah. like, oh, that's what that, great. So when we go to, <laughs> <laughs> like, we've always been talking about when we do our Week Road Travel. World Tour. We're going on this fucking ghost tour. Hopefully yeah. it'll be, you know, nice and safe. All right. I just found, like, some a few different articles, reviews about this movie. I don't have much trivia today, so, you know, forgive me. This is Neither basic, do I, so but we're here we good. go. So this is from HorrorNews.net, written by Theron Moore. And I'm just going to include this because I need to call out this person, Theron, because I don't like what this person said. And it goes a little something like this. Ugh. Oh, my God. It's a low-budget horror movie with subtitles. Crap on a stick. Now I have to pay attention and I have to read? Are you kidding me? Here's some advice to filmmakers regardless of your budget. Dub. Spend the extra money and do it. You'll sell and or rent more copies, plus it adds ambiance as well. Don't make the consumer work. Your job as the filmmaker is to distract and entertain. Remember, this is the day and age of the ADD viewer that's checking Facebook, sending tweets, and trying to find time to grab another beer from the fridge. Something you can't do when you're reading subtitles. I know that sounds bad, but it's the truth. We all do it. No. Fuck you. Terrence? What's his name? Theron. Fuck you, Theron. That's not cool. That no. is very dismissive of like people gotta People's read subtitles cultures all and day. languages. Also, what about people who cannot hear, you Hello, fucking asshole? you dickwad. Ugh, okay. So this is from Ain't It Cool News. Remember that uh, website? I do. I used to read that all the time back in the day. So this is a review by Ambush Bug. And this is actually kind of a glowing review of this movie, which I wanted to include because I disliked this movie. However, something I did like was seeing the paisaje. Sure. There were cool sets, like at the beginning, that kind of like blown apart, raised neighborhood. And then like the very dry, arid paisaje we saw, the hospital. The hospital cool was setting. Um, in like a valley, like a, behind it, you could see beautiful mountains and Gorgeous. it was actually very beautiful yeah. yeah so i will give that to this movie that the settings in chile were very very effective you know agreed so this review by ambush bug says zombie dawn is low budget zombie horror done right it has that gritty feel as if it were made right about the same time as dawn of the dead i don't know about that i don't zombie know about dawn <laughs> zombie dawn shines when it embraces its south american landscape it shows the viewer the sights and sounds of a desolate, cruel, and barren South America made worse by flesh-eating zombies. The locale is a huge factor in why this indie Zeke 
I don't know what the hell that is. Indy Zeke is so effective, almost taking on a role itself in this story. I agree. It, the the Paisaje is like its own character here. For sure. Heavy on CGI blood, though light on practical zombie effects, Zombie Dawn is less about the zombies as it is about the bad men left to live in a zombie-filled world. Absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah. There are like Humans five are zombies in this movie, and it's, you know, it's all about asshole shitty people. Yeah. We never get a close-up of a zombie no. or nothing. Nope. It is like, they're kind of an afterthought, let's be clear. Totally. Zombie Dawn is gorgeously shot and has a hell of an ending to boot. There are a lot of zombie films out there these days, but few of them get it right as much as Zombie Dawn does. So, I just thought it'd be fair to include this glowing review that I mostly disagree with, but there yes, it is. Yes, I agreed. And my final teeny tiny little thing. This is from donshorrorworld.blogspot.com. I found an interview where Rojas was talking about trauma. However, he did mention his first film, Zombie Dawn, and he says, Zombie Dawn is a very amateur film without any preparation that was improvised a lot. Well, okay. That's in the director's words. So, Well, there you go. That's my trivia for today. <laughs> Fantastic. I also have a light trivia day. I thought it was interesting that this, like... So, my dad is a metallurgist, metallurgist. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. he has been to Chile several times to work in mines. And right. so, I was like, my father would never release the zombie apocalypse. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> So I just wanted to give some information on mining in Chile. And here cool. Britannica.com says, Mining, historically the mainstay of Chilean economy, has been a catalyst for both external commerce and domestic industrial development. Copper, Molly... Oh, boy. <laughs> Ma- <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Copper, molybdenum, molybdenum, iron, nitrates, and other concentrated materials oh. make up a large... <laughs> <laughs> molybdenum sounds like a like a powerful gene product. Like, yes. Those genes are so powerful. <laughs> These are my molybdenums. Thank you so much, uh, my Levi's. Uh, <laughs> Copper, molybdenum, iron, nitrates, and other concentrated minerals make up a large part of the total value of national exports. Metals account for the highest percentage of mining exports, copper being primary. My dad, that's what he mines. He mines copper. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Or used to. Not anymore. He's an 80-year-old man. (laughs) (laughs) Happily retired. Yeah. Chile is the world's largest producer and exporter of copper. Uh I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So that's a little bit on mining and copper for Chile. <laughs> Molybdenum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going off of what you said with the this hospital that they they used as a set, I chose something else that they also use as a set, which was um, <laughs> our fabulous train, which yeah. they used the with museo them around inside, <laughs> <laughs> them beeping and bopping inside. They use the Museo Ferroviario de Santiago, which is found in the Parque Quinta Normal, <gasps> which is the same parque where La Casona Dubois from the film La Casa is yes. located in. Hey. So that's very exciting. So it has steam engines, 16 of them, actually. Wow. I 
I, of course, because I have to, I went to TripAdvisor.com <laughs> to see what people are saying I about love the it. Museo I can't wait. <laughs> Ferroviario de Santiago. Says here, ideal for kids. A nice exposition of trains designed for kids. Modest entrance fee. It is located in the Quinta Normal Park, where there are a few other museums, the Natural History, Science, and Arte King, at modest fee or free entrance. Lovely. Rick's for free from Santa Monica says, rail fan fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is a very nicely kept railroad display with a collection of ancient to just old. (laughs) Just old? Just old. To just old. Like, (laughs) you know, like. They're just, just turning old. old. No, not, <laughs> oh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> They're just old. Yeah, okay. not just old. No, <laughs> just old. <laughs> With a collection of ancient to just old steam locomotives, if you are a rail fan, depending on light, you can pick off roster shots easily. And if roster? you can, and if I don't know what that means. <laughs> And if you come back later in the day, pick off all the ones that were poorly lit in the morning. Oh, I think that may that may be like a like a good like a, shot of your train. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Rail. Good good for rail fans. <laughs> Jeremy from New York City says, "Bring a hat and a camera." <laughs> it's sunny out there. And Finally, Malcolm from Scotland, UK, says, I'm not massively into trains and train engines. Can you do it in a Scottish accent? (laughs) Oh, boy, okay. (laughs) All right. I'm not massively into trains and train engines specifically, but I do like the history around them. There are around 16 (laughs) engines here and all come with multilingual description. You can walk through one of the passenger carriages, which is what I like to see, unfortunately. (laughs) This is so bad. It's so good. Unfortunately, when we were there, the presidential carriage wasn't open. And it's only at weekdays and holidays and just for around 20, nope, just for around 90 minutes early p.m. Oh, man, that was so good. Thank you for, thank you for that. <laughs> oh, boy. My final bit of, of trivia is so dumb. But I was watching the, the credits go by and the caterers were Pamela Rojas, <laughs> Pamela Rojas. Javiera Maturana and Cristian Ramos. Pamela Rojas played Dr. Elisa. Javiera Maturana played the mom at the beginning. And Cristian Ramos was Colonel Reinoff. So Wow. Okay. That's how, hey. that's how low budge this movie was. Yeah. They made it work. They said, hey, guys, do you want to star in this movie and also make us cheeseburgers for lunch? And that's the end of my trivia. I love it. I want a cheeseburger. All right. You want to uh, answer some questions for me? I absolutely do. Eileen. Were you scared? No. No. Eileen, <laughs> what was your best scare? I'm going to say it was the chunky, the big guy zombie coming down the hallway uh, chasing after Kimura because I thought mm-hmm. he was particularly scary. What about you? That was mine actually as well. I just put the big zombie that wouldn't stop because yeah. they were shooting at him and shooting at him and he, and just, he just kept, kept coming. coming. He, he was scary. Very imposing figure. Who was your favorite character? La Señora. <laughs> There is nobody else. She, I, no. the, I wrote the old screaming lady. She's the only one. Minieta. <laughs> but then she's like, Pija. <laughs> I know. Like, what? what? Who is she? This lady. Uh, oh, what was your best line? Oh, 
It's between two. Bienvenido al sector 684, el culo del mundo, <laughs> is one. And the other one was, I mean, it's in English. Mm -hmm. The idea of pulling down someone's pants and not finding a vagina would discourage anyone. Just because I was like, what? What is that? What does it mean? What does it mean? Can somebody please tell us? I also have two, randomly enough. Both of them are from Rainoff because he's the one who does most of the talking. Creo que por eso los mercenarios y los monarcas de la explotación o explotación. 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 Nos entendemos bien. Hacemos cosas increíblemente estúpidas solo por dinero. Mm, the thesis. The thesis. The thesis. <laughs> the thesis. Or estado salvaje mis pelotas. <laughs> yeah, great. What was your best death? I guess I'll give it to Dag with the shot in the neck because that oh, yeah. looked pretty decent. Yeah, the spurt was good. I think I'd also give it to uh, Kimura because like they they mm. he flips him over after he gets his neck slit and he does. There's some pretty horrible sounds and he spits up some blood and it's yeah. I guess pretty okay. Mm -hmm. What about you? I know you weren't feeling this one, but I gave it to Mondaka because I hated that character and I was ready for him to go. And, you know, he gets shot in the lip. It busts his lip. He gets his head smashed into a wall by that big zombie. And then he fucking gets chomped on. So good riddance, asshole. So I'll give it to him. Bye, bitch. Did you learn anything about the culture? No. I learned more from trauma than this. Oh, totally. Yeah, I also said no. And finally, how many ooeys are you going to give this movie? I'm going to give this one ooey mm -hmm. just because it was, it was not good. I agree. It was not good. <laughs> I also gave it one ooey for the paisaje. Yeah, great. Because it was pretty to look at. I was like, yeah. that'll do. Well, great. We fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking did it. Let's get out of this zombie apocalypse and this mining land. Uh... Now, I'm, I, let me just say real quick. Uh -huh. The idea, the, the geology mining thing, I think that is an interesting idea. Like a mining operation gone bad where some sort of gas is released into the air that turns people into zombies. Awesome idea. Sure. That's that's not presented. So I'll just. We I'll, I'll, never that's find not out. We never like find out. Like how or what or what, why. None of it. But, none you know, of it. Interesting idea, I guess. Anyway, sorry, continue. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for being here. We appreciate you for listening to us. Even when we're having a cloudy day, we appreciate your <laughs> we listenership. Make sure and subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on our redes sociales at Uikiorror on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to Sonoro for being fantastic. You can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter as well. Send us an email at wikiorror at gmail.com. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> there's, there's, that's it. There's nothing left in here. There's, there's nothing. nothing. We are zombies. A, I am we a are husk zombies. of a person. <laughs> pure zombies. Am I blind? I wouldn't Ugh. know because this movie didn't give me enough information I'm not quite about sure. it. Yeah, not sure. I'm not quite sure if I'm blind or not, but Zombie, sure. Hey, and my favorite zombie of all time, which I'll always be a zombie with you. I fucking love you, Jonathan. I fucking love you too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Adios.